0: Welcome to episode 65 of the Babes Talking Business Podcast. Today, we are talking about our not-so-funnest moments in business. We decided to have a chat about all the times, you know, have a little bit of a reminiscence of the face-palm moments, the face-down moments, the tears, the obstacles, all those moments that have kind of shaped us, I suppose, over the last five-ish years and We decided to talk about this openly because we feel that so many people feel like they're all by themselves, starting a business and struggling, coming against roadblocks, coming up against challenges, needing to develop themselves and become stronger and grow thicker skin. You're not alone, I promise you. Business is never meant to be easy. So we thought if we had a chat and shared a little bit about the times that have totally brought us to tears, that have totally rocked us, you'll see that you are not alone. So this episode is absolutely not designed to make you feel sorry for us. Please don't. We are so grateful for all the face down moments because they have made us who we are today. This episode is designed to inspire you to keep on going and never give up. Because you have got what it takes to create a successful business. doesn't matter what is in your face right now. It doesn't matter what you're up against. I promise you the answer to your problem is to evolve and grow and become a better leader and become a stronger entrepreneur. It's all part of the business journey. So let's get into it. Let's talk about our not so funnest moments in business.
1: What if we could show you how to create an additional income stream that feels inspiring to you and leverages not only of your passions, but your zone of genius. Head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash side hustle to download our free side hustle guide, a 40 page guide where we help you not only come up with your business idea, but help you set your rate, find your potential customers, help make your first few sales, come up with your point of difference and ensure you have a profitable business that you can scale to create a life and career by design.
0: Babes Talking Business, our podcast, is the sister brand to Babes in Business. It's our passion project geared towards female entrepreneurs, professional women, side hustlers, those with a day job, and those full-time mamas striving to build their empire on the side, whether it's a traditional or non-traditional business, investments, startup companies, or online social media influencers.
1: Our podcast is a safe place where women can be vulnerable, honest, and tune in to be educated and supported to learn about the ins and outs of business, the highs and lows, and feel comfortable to talk about finances and multiple streams of income, along with the lingo that often comes with it that intimidates and prevents a lot of us women from approaching these subjects altogether.
0: We not only mentor and encourage fellow entrepreneurs tuning in to build their own successful businesses, but teach them how to build confidence in themselves, reconnect with their why, let go of jealousy, and ultimately learn the power in connection, because at the end of the day, that is what life and business is all
1: about. This is a No BS Podcast, where we are committed to showing you what really happens behind the scenes of businesses' pretty highlight reels, So you can be reassured you are not the only one in the trenches. And we can hopefully empower you with ideas on how to run your life and business in a way that feels energizing, inspiring, and authentic to you and your mission.
0: We are your hosts, I'm Shani Thompson, and one of my biggest passions and missions in life is to revolutionise the way that women create abundance, to show you you can really have it all and create your next level, wildest dreams, whilst being in a total state of ease and flow. I'm a blogger, a coach and mentor to thousands of women around the world, a professional network marketer, a course creator, and above all, I'm just your everyday girl next
1: door. And I am Lauren Kerr. I'm a published author, life and mindset coach, and professional network marketer. When I was studying my psychology degree, I stumbled across the term life above zero, which became my personal and professional mission, to inspire others to create a life that they love, instead of just settling for mediocrity and just doing what society expects you to do. I love helping women find clarity and fulfillment in their lives, relationships, and careers. So... On that note, let's talk business. And we're on. I was <laughs> so excited. I know Shad and I were chatting about what we wanted to record this week and I've been reading lots of books lately and I think something people really appreciate, I know I personally appreciate what I'm learning from others reading biographies or personal development books, is just the transparency and authenticity when people share what business really looks like, which I know is what inspired us to this podcast, but more importantly, like, the facepalm moments, the moments where you're like, it, like it, <laughs> the stuff that you don't do a pretty social media post to celebrate. And it's the stuff that happens behind the scenes where you feel like you're failing. And I was like, Shan, we should talk about it this week on the podcast. Maybe share some of our own facepalm moments in business. Because do you have any that come to mind for you?
0: Oh my God, do I have any? I mean, like, I feel like my whole business journey has been facepalm moments after facepalm moments. I've got so many I can share. And yeah, I think it's a really good conversation to have because it could look so easy from the outside. It could look like everything's just come really perfectly and in time and overnight. And that's absolutely not the case. So Yes, I'm actually excited to hear your top face palm moments, Lozzie.
1: Oh, I was trying to think actually, because I was I'm reminded of them daily. I think when we're working with women in business and they're they're in different chapters or they're where we were five years ago and they're sharing what they're struggling with, and every day I'm like, oh, me too. Like that happened to me. That happened to me. Because I think you forget because you just it is just part of business. But I'm like, yeah, I had rejection and I had someone made fun of me and I had someone bully me and yeah, I got all that stuff. So. I was trying to think on some of the ones that I I can remember in different parts of my journey. I think one of them that stands out for me, and it really shook some of the girls in business that started at the same time I did, was I think we're probably six months into our business and we were like only just getting out of the closet that we're in the network marketing profession. Like we'd finally just been like, you know what? We're proud of it. We're excited about it. So we started like posting openly and being really excited and confident and proud of what we were doing. And, and I'm from... Albury, which isn't really, it's a small town, but it's not actually that small, but everyone knows everyone. And so I, I lived there until I was 18 and then moved to the Gold Coast, but I still have all my friends and family on Facebook and pretty much everyone's connected on Facebook these days. And I remember like I had a team that was growing because a lot of people who had watched me or were excited to be part of what we were doing were from my hometown because they'd seen me grow and they trusted me and they believed in me. So that were my warm market, right? But we got so much backlash or hate from like a few it was only a few certain people there's probably way more people that were supportive but they're not loud it's usually the few disgruntled angry ignorant uneducated people have got something to say and this girl made it her mission just to tear us down like to comment in all our posts be negative saying that we were scammers that I don't even, it was just nasty, nasty stuff. And that really shook me. And I remember I just deleted people. I was blocking people. I was like, I don't want to instigate in a fight. Like if you don't believe in me and support me, go away. I remember the thing that really hit home was my cousin actually, there was a, they even made memes. They made these fun, they're supposed to be funny memes or memes, whatever you call them, bagging us out being, I can't even remember what it was at the time. Like that's fully got over it, obviously, but it was directed at us and my cousin got it and shared it and was laughing about it. And I was like, that really hurts. Like I already feel like I'm out in the wilderness by myself, but to not have your, not only have your friends and family, not standing up for you, but then to get amongst it, like, that was one of the very first face facepalm moments for me at the start where I was like, is this it? Like, I don't know if I want to do this. I'd prefer to be quiet and I'll get back in my little box and I'll just give up on my business where nobody hears from me, nobody will see from me, and then nobody can be mean to me. So that was one of my first.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember that happening and it's so rattling, like when it's happening to you and you're in that moment and your world is just like this horrible vortex, <laughs> you know, nothing else matters. Like you can't focus on anything. Nothing anyone says helps. Like you forget about all the positive feedback and all the lovely things that people have said to you. All that matters is like this person who's making your life a living hell. Far out. I know what that's like. And I guess, or well, a question for you, Loz, and for anyone, I'm sure anyone who's going through this or has gone through this is wondering the same thing, like what is your best advice for someone who's going through that? Like, how do you push past that?
1: I look back on that, and I think it was one of the biggest gifts for me, actually, because in the time, I guess all I did was kept thinking about, well, do I like these people? Do I care about like do these people actually care about me? Which I don't think my cousin did, and like, would I trade places with them? I love that saying, don't take advice from people that you wouldn't trade places with. And these people weren't people that I admired or like, I wouldn't take business or life advice from them. So that was one thing. Another thing was I was like, hurt people, hurt people. Like, even if they, if there was any substance to what they were saying, if they had misconceptions around our business model, the way they went about it, like that's not professional, that isn't caring. That's not trying to start a conversation. That's not trying to raise concerns. That's just plain bullying. So I'm just like, your life must be so freaking miserable that you've got to go out of your way to be nasty. So I just kept reminding myself of those things. But what it actually made me go do was go and build my belief in myself and in the profession to make sure that the volume or like my belief in myself was louder than the opinions of others. And it did. I think it propelled me to a three month deep dive into every single resource and book i could find on the network marketing profession and it ended up i think being the reason why i was so successful pretty early on in regards to building team because i could scream network marketing from the rooftops if anyone had a misconception i would be feel comfortable or confident in not trying to change their mind we're never in the business of trying to convince people but having a conversation and being like hey well did you know this or have you ever thought of it this way but if it wasn't for those people at the start who really made me doubt myself, I wouldn't have had the the drive to get to work to actually build the belief in the profession, which ended up being, I think, one of the biggest drivers in my business. So yeah, hopefully that helps.
0: All is on purpose, right? Nothing happens to you, it happens for you. So it's, I think that was so necessary to happen early on for that to happen for you. But I guess I had some pretty similar situations happen. I can think of so many off the top of my head where certain family and friends just weren't supportive and it's kind of sad because when you start a business and you put yourself out there and you're doing this scary thing and you're stretching yourself outside your comfort zone, the last people on the planet that you think are going to make you feel shitty other people who are closest to you. Right. So I was blindsided. Like I never thought in a million years, a friend or a family member would have something horrible to say. And truthfully, like I still cop it today. Like it's been five and a half years that I've been doing this business now, and I've been in network marketing, and I still have to deal with like, you know, smart ass remarks from people at the dinner table. And and it's not so much like a dig at me. I know that's not what they're doing. They're just having a joke, you know? It's just like a bit of banter and a bit of like fun, I guess, for them. And being so self-aware and understanding like what's happening there, I don't care. Like I sit there and I just banter back. But, you know, there are times that it's hurtful and just having people that you love and care about not believe in you so I've had a couple of conversations with certain family members where they've said like you know Shani you really should get a like a a backup plan like when this business falls to shit like what are you going to do you're relying on this so much like as your your income and you should really get a real job or you should really start something so that you're not relying on a company to pay your bills and I'm like whoa like They just have no belief in like what I'm doing or I've had a conversation. I think I've spoken about this on the podcast previously, but I'll never forget the one conversation that made me go next level. And I'm so grateful this conversation happened, but we were having Christmas dinner and we had had a couple of drinks, like it was a really good time. And one of the members of the table said to everyone on the table, okay, everyone, let's talk about like what our goals are for next couple of years. And I was like, oh, this is talking my language. Like I love talking about goals and the future and I love hearing what people want to achieve. So I was one of the last people to share. And I remember saying at the time, I would love to live on the beach before Matt and I have kids. Like it's just a little goal that I've set, like maybe big goal, but you know, it's just something that I would absolutely love to experience and really relish in before we start having children And this person turned around and she had a drink in her hand and she had taken a sip of her drink and she pretty much spat it out and laughed and was like, oh honey, no, like that's just not going to happen. And I can't remember the exact wording that she said, but it was something along the lines of, I think you better make that goal a little bit more realistic. And so I remember driving back home in the car that night with Matt and he was sitting next to me when it happened and I brought it up and he was like, yeah, that was like, that was pretty full on. And I was like, I know I'm pretty rattled that she kind of told me my goal was crap. And then I don't know what it was, but it just lit a fire in me. It just was like, you know what, I'm going to show these people that what I'm doing is legitimate. It's an incredible business it's an amazing company that I'm with. What I'm doing is actually helping people. I'm fulfilled. I'm filling my cup up. I feel on purpose. Like F these guys, I'm going to show them. And oh my God, it was so freaking bittersweet the day Matt and I moved into our house. Cause it was just like a big F you to anyone and everyone who had ever doubted my ability. So that's probably one of mine.
1: I love that and it's funny because in the midst of it like anything it hurts but you look back hey and it's like that was one of the biggest gifts or like it's what fuels us and if it wasn't for that we probably wouldn't have the drive to create what we did. What's another one of your face palm moments?
0: Oh my gosh actually this is the one that it didn't affect me It happened more recently. So anytime something happens now where someone has a dig or whatever, like it's kind of just water off a duck's back, so to speak, but it never used to be like that. I think you like over the years grow really thick skin and stuff like this just doesn't hurt you as much. Like it still hurts and it still consumes your mind, but it's just like, do you agree? It's like less time that it takes for you to get over it. (laughs) But um, one of the most recent ones was some chick who – I don't even know who she is. I've tried to find her just to like have a conversation with her, but she's gone and made these videos about us and you know what I'm talking about, but in particular, like has totally defamed our names. And I mean, this chick spent two hours, she's done two one hour videos and fully like gone through everything about us with a fine tooth comb. (laughs) Like who has the time to do that?
1: I feel like it. this is where you need that little TikTok we should make the one of those funny reels where it's like why are you so obsessed with me
0: (laughs) 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 yeah I think when that happened like because I was getting a lot of messages from people being like hey just wanting to let you know I've stumbled across this and I don't think you'll like it and I honestly just watched 10 minutes of it and I was like I literally can't Listen to another word that this chick is saying because it's absolute BS. And I kind of laughed at it. But when you get like a few messages from different people, like friends and colleagues and team members and people from different teams and people from different network marketing companies, and they're like, oh my gosh, I've just found this. You're like, oh my God, this is just like bumming out my day. Like, I don't even care about it. But this chick is like taking over my mind space. It's so frustrating.
1: I love that we're sharing this because I think. I know we say the more success you have, guys, yes, the more accolades you're going to get, but the more criticism you're going to get as well. It's all in proportion. So don't look at us and think that shit goes away because it doesn't. I think when you sent me that video, Shen, I think I watched the first two minutes. Like, yeah, cool. Like, woohoo, bye. Like I did not give that chick any energy, but it was even funny that the other day, my husband helps me with a lot of my platforms and my emails and just technology stuff. And he stumbled across a hidden email inbox I didn't know even existed, which must be like a spam folder for one of my emails. And there was like a whole email, like there was multiple nasty emails in there, just nasty emails from just people who found stuff of mine online. And Dan was like, "Oh, these are mean," and I was like, "I don't even, I don't even want to read them. Just delete them. Not even going to spend my energy." He was like, "Okay," but I'm just like, usually. For most people, if they found something like that, they would waste their time reading them, like berating themselves. Like it's just, yeah, it's just water for ducks back eventually. It's like, if it was something nice to say, but it was something it was helpful if they want to engage in a conversation, constructive feedback, I'm all for it. But there's still so many people out there who are nasty and there's no other intention besides bringing you down and being mean. And that's just that typical tall poppy syndrome. So I'm just like, keep shining, girlfriend, keep doing you. <laughs>
0: One of the things actually that I implemented probably about three years ago now is something called fan messages and it's a folder inside my email. And anytime my assistant like sees a message come through, an email come through from someone with like really beautiful and positive feedback or just like, you know, those lovely thank you messages that They're very few and far in between, but when you get them, they're really nice and you love reading them. She's saved all of them inside my fan messages folder. So anytime I'm having one of these moments where I get someone's like, say something really nasty to me online or... I see another blog written about me like, oh my God, like you just got to Google my name. And there's just a forum dedicated to bringing Shani Thompson down. Like it's an absolute joke. It's pretty funny to read through and like how much people spend time on stuff like this. But that stuff happens. It's happening constantly, like videos, forums, blog posts, like Instagrams, like I had a girl uh, this is, I'll, I'll share this one differently at a different time, but yeah, just the fan messages thing is amazing because it really actually does help when you've got three years accumulated of like really beautiful testimonials and thank you emails. It just
1: goes, ah,
0: like it re- goes down really
1: well. I think you inspired me for that too. Now, when I get somebody who sent me a nice message just on like Facebook or Instagram, I screenshot it and I've got an album on my phone saying nice words. So <laughs> just whenever I need a reminder, it's there.
0: We are briefly interrupting this episode to bring to you one of our proud sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Baby Lemonade Store, one of the most gorgeous online stores for women by women. This is a company that we really love to align ourselves with. They are all about empowering women, uplifting women, and helping you become the most healthiest, inspired version of yourself. If you follow us on Instagram, you will see we are always wearing baby lemonade. Their clothing is so beautiful. Their wellness products are just gorgeous and their homewares are so delicious. Please head to www.babylemonadestore.com.au And they are generously offering all of our BTB listeners a 15% discount code when you use the code BTB on checkout. So make sure you don't forget that one. What we love about Baby Lemonade Store is not only their mission and their message, but what they're about products are all sourced with one goal in mind and that is to empower you. They love to support small businesses and they love to support female-owned businesses. They will only ever bring products that are ethically produced using only high quality sources and they only stock products that they truly believe in. I have walked through their physical stores and I have to tell you, when you walk through a Baby Lemonade store, you feel like a queen. When you explore their website, you just get so excited about the mission and the message and what they're all about. If you check out Baby Lemonade, you'll see that their slogan is happiness is the new rich inner peace is the new success and kindness is the new cool so make sure you head over to www.babylemonadestore.com.au use the code btb on checkout and buy yourself something super cute to make you feel inspired to awaken your soul and to enliven your spirit okay let's get back to this episode
1: to talk about facepalm moments, of course, it's going to be the episode that we are talking about it, that our internet, just as well, Shani's internet decides just to kick her off completely. And that's, I think, has been a big part of our facepalm moments over the last five years is just technology. Like the amount of times you think you're in flow and you're doing something really good. And there's just some things you just can't control. Like, remember, when we first started recording the podcast, we had, you guys would have heard enough from one of our first podcast episodes we were used to film them and we had a camera that would turn off every 15 minutes and we had two cameras trying to make it work or at shen was we recorded some of the episodes when shenny was overseas and shenny lost a hard drive or well, the hard drive broke sorry so we lost that there's been so many times like i just think about we always say right you can do this business as long as you have wi-fi and a phone and half most of the time it's the wi-fi and the phone that's our biggest pain in the ass
0: the amount of like Zoom calls that I've had to call off because my internet's not working or my Zoom's not working. Or I remember like I was meant to do a follow-up call, like just a little chat with someone a few weeks ago and I was out in, in the farm, in some farm. And like the farm just had no internet coverage, no phone coverage. And I was like, I can't even text this person. How unprofessional of me. But I can't even text them to tell them I have no cell phone coverage to do this call with you.
1: I remember I was doing a call even probably a month ago and I had to get in the car because, like, I was in between things. I was like, oh, I'll do the phone call in the car. But it was so hot in the car that the heat had made my phone turn off so I couldn't even ring the I was like, oh, technology.
0: No, it feels like we're always in a Mercury retrograde. It's, like, always happening.
1: <laughs> and I just think about, like, playing with new, like, different programs and I th- – I'm so grateful that I haven't played with programs with my business Instagram or my business Facebook, but in the process of building my business over the last five years, accidentally, I have deleted my old Instagram profile, which had four or five years worth of content and just personal memories. Like my own, my old personal Facebook that had like, I think ever since I was 18, like 10 years of stuff that got deleted as well. And I couldn't recover either of those accounts. There's a lot of technology like face palms in running an online business too.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not easy or even just figuring how to use things like that in itself takes so much freaking time. Like if you don't have the funds to hire someone to like do something for you, That is in itself the most frustrating thing. Like I have been in tears. I can't even count how many times, the amount of times I've been sitting at my laptop, just crying of just frustration of like, I just can't figure it out. I've followed the steps. I've watched the tutorial. It doesn't make sense. Like this
1: is not working. I can't afford for someone to do it for me. Why is this happening? <laughs> I sometimes have to give ourselves a little pat on the back. Cause actually at a business networking event the other day and this girl was asking me about certain things like our websites, like our email responders or our automatic responders or like our CRM tools. And I think about over the last five years, how many programs you and I have taught ourselves how to use it. It would not be unusual for us to spend a 12-hour day learning how to automate emails, email sequences like I said, CRM tools, marketing tools, like we built our websites from scratch. Like we do that. When we say we're a one man band, like at the start when we launched a business, we didn't have money to outsource it. So we taught ourselves everything.
0: Yeah, actually, I'll never forget. I once had this this lady mentioned to me, she's like, I just don't understand how you do it. Like you must have such a big team of people putting all your, your promotional videos together and your social media posts. And I was like, Nope, that's just me up till like 1 a.m., like editing a video because you know, I had to teach myself how to do it because I couldn't afford to do it. I couldn't afford for someone else to do it. I mean, you know, like that's what business looks like behind the scenes.
1: I know, and because I think they're like, like you said, there's a lot of people who are starting businesses and like, oh, like I want to do a blog, or how did you start a newsletter? Or, how did you create a nurture campaign? Or how did you do like auto responders for your customer care? yeah, we spent this, no, there wasn't a a shortcut for us. We spent the eight hours or the Saturday and the Sunday teaching ourselves. Like we took the time and it took time from us to learn how to do those things.
0: Yeah. I guess it's been like, as the business has grown, it has been nice being able to outsource some things and it does get easier, but then that in itself is such a big step in business. That's pretty scary too. Like, when you relinquish control and delegate something to someone to do that you've been doing forever and then like when they stuff it up and you're like oh I knew I shouldn't have delegated that I knew I should have done it myself and you're just in that to and fro of like well I could spend like all day doing this or just letting go of the control and letting someone else do it their way (laughs) it's definitely been the major faiths moment for me several times.
1: Yeah and it's also how you appreciate I think business once you've done everything and learned everything from the get-go you appreciate how business works and what it takes because if I didn't learn those things I guess when you start outsourcing and delegating it's good to have some kind of idea I don't think you have to know the ins and outs of anything that's why you outsource because your time is probably better spent on income producing activities but it helps you have a bit of a grasp on what would work for you and your mission and, I guess, your bottom of line in your business if you understand how certain systems and programs and marketing strategies work.
0: What's another facepalm moment you want to share? My goodness, what else is on the cards? Well, actually, yeah, this actually happened to me this week. <laughs> Here's a facepalm moment that sucked. I was sharing this with you before voice started recording, but I think it's important to share because, like, I think people think when you know you have created some type of movement in your business that you don't experience things like this anymore but being in network marketing like a big part of this business is helping your team get through really tough times and helping people with their mindset and there's been a particular person who I just love so much like I just she's just like this is the type of person I would be friends with outside of this business, if this business didn't exist, like it would be someone I'd get along with really well. She's really hungry. She has heaps of big goals. Like just, you know, when you just click with someone cause you're like, yeah, you're, you're like me. You want the same things as me. We're here. We're, we're like, you know, you'd link arms with them and you're like, yeah, we're never giving up. We're doing this all the way to the end. On my birthday sends me a message telling me she's out. And I'm like, First of all, what the F? It's my birthday. <laughs> Say happy birthday. Number two, why give me a message? Like, like it's the last thing you want to open on your birthday. Like it's the last thing you want to open on any day when you get that voice message or that message from someone that's like, hey, look, like I've just had enough. Like I'm giving up on myself. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. I'm this, I'm that. It's just like, it's a hard message to open. And I've probably opened hundreds of those over the last five years and they freaking hurt every single time you open a message like that when someone's giving up you're like no like I spent so much time talking about your goals with you like I know what you want for your future I know what you want for your kids I know like what you're capable of and you just get so emotionally invested in that person's success and then when they give up on themselves it's just like such a kick in the guts as a mentor because you give them so much of yourself, like you give them your time, your energy, like all I think about when I get these messages from people quitting on me, I'm like, how many freaking calls did I do with you at nine o'clock at night when I would have rather been in bed or when I would have rather been enjoying my Saturday, I'm on a call with you, like, because I wanted to, because I love it. And then that's all you think about when they quit on you and you're like, but what about all the goals and the dreams we set together? So I've had that happen to me hundreds of times and it still hurts every time it happens, but it just hurts a bit deeper when it's your birthday.
1: <laughs> I'm literally laughing because I had a call last week, very similar. It wasn't my birthday, but we were just laughing. It was a nice call. Like I said, like, I know we're the same. We support our like, girls and we want what's best for them. But we just laugh because one of these girls I like, caught up with. She's a rock star. Like she's over in the USA. She's smashing it. She was trying to say it so nicely on, on the call And I was like, "It sounds like you're breaking up with me." She's like, "I guess, yeah, I guess I kind of am." But always just like business. One thing actually that comes to mind when I look back on my journey, and this, like, I love these kind of conversations because it's stuff that you guys wouldn't be privy to unless we're sitting down having a cocktail together. So I love that you get to kind of hear this stuff. But I think it's for any person who has a like a side hustle. But when I was working in my job, the one thing that used to get me through with my side hustle was like envisioning the day my last day of work. When I'm like, "Yes." I'm going to finish. It's going to be the best feeling ever. I'm going to be so happy. Do you remember my last day, Shen? We made like, it's kind of like a team thing where we wanted to do like a Facebook live the day that we finished our last day of work. So you can capture it. It's like an, it's a pretty epic memory to have. And it's like an awesome milestone. So I've been envisioning this day, like it was a Friday. It was my last day of work. Like everyone, like my team was beautiful in child safety. Like they had a cake for me and like I never, the people I worked with are beautiful. I have nothing bad to say about the profession. It's a clientele and the emotional work that you do in child protection that wasn't made it for me. But I had this family that I had been working with probably two years, like going above and beyond. Like like I poured my heart into my caseload and this family, no matter what I did, I was never good enough. It just ripped shreds off me. Like they never said thank you. And I remember this last day of work and I was leaving. They're actually foster carers they made me cry. They said so many nasty things. I was never good enough. I never did enough. They didn't appreciate what I'd done. Like all this stuff. Like I was a mess. I was broken. And I remember leaving. It was like, that was like my last day. Like there's nothing fancy happens. Nothing exciting happens. I just got abused, yelled at, left the home, jumped in my car to just drive home from my last shift ever. I remember just bawling my eyes out during a Facebook live being like, I thought I was supposed to be happy. And thinking like, You're going to finish your day feeling so elated and it just proves like you can't, there's only so many things you control and I probably could have controlled my state a little bit better, but it's not all rainbows and sunshine and you might have this glimpse of how something's going to feel or be when you hit it or you achieve it. But there was nothing pretty or glorified about my last day of my nine to five. I ended it crying in a car, angry, eating ice cream in my bed at home. Like that was my last day of my nine to five.
0: I remember that. I actually remember because I was waiting for the live. I was like, where is this live? Like, and then I think you did it. You were really upset in your live and I called you and I'm like, what happened? And you were like, I just had the worst day ever. (laughs) Oh, I'll never forget my last day of work. No one cared. No one got me a cake. Actually, I I was so excited. I was like counting down the time to three o'clock and three o'clock came and my boss was like hey can you do some overtime and I'm like oh no one even said bye like no one was excited for me I think I was the most
1: excited person there really <laughs> I was excited for you. we held a party he was like your retirement party do you remember that's right I remember that that was fun <laughs> there have been so many par moments Were you going to say something? I was going to say, there's one I'd love for you to share. I'd love for you to share the one about USA when you were going to go overseas, I think. Oh, how could I forget that?
0: Oh my God. Oh man. I was like, okay, so this was probably like a year into my business. I had never been to a conference yet and I had been told, like, go to conference. It's one of the most amazing things you can do for yourself, your personal development, your business growth, your belief. Like- all the successful people go to conference and it just so happened that the conference I the first one that I was able to go to was in St. Louis in the USA and I was just so excited to go because I had a really big US team at the time I had about 15 girls who were like all in and so I remember like just checking in with everyone like are you keen to go we made a group chat everyone was keen everyone was so excited I booked my flights, and at the time, I could not really afford to go, like, I was still a broke nurse trying to make ends meet with my side hustle, and I remember I booked my flights, I paid for my accommodation, and as an incentive, because a lot of the girls that were, you know, were going to come from the States, they couldn't even afford to get there, like, they were like, I can't afford the flight, or I can't afford to drive there, or I can't afford the accommodation. And I tried to be helpful. So I was like, you know, I'll pay for all the income. I'll save up and I'll pay for it. It's my gift to you. Just, you know, all you've got to do is get yourself there. And I had 15 people coming. Like I was going to have a like little crew there. I was so excited. And it was so interesting, like a week out, like people just start to drop off. Like, oh, I'm just deciding to take a step back from the business. Now I'm not going to be coming to conference next week or oh i've just had my work like they're not going to let me have the time off so i'm going to have to cancel conference or far out right, what else was another excuse like oh my car's broken down or oh my kids or oh my husband or whatever like i heard every single excuse under the sun and then it was like a day before i was going to leave and i had two girls coming and i was just like far out i'm i'm still going to fly over there because it's these two girls have like said they're coming and I've made the investment like I can't back out now and I was really excited to go myself and it was just so crazy what happened I remember being like at the airport as I was checking in and just one of the girls decided that she couldn't come anymore and I was like wow I've got one more person left coming to this thing And then I'm on the plane, on the tarmac, about to take off. Like I remember like I buckled my seatbelt and I'm like, I better just quickly check my phone. I'm just going to like, this is my last little bit of internet for 16 hours. And the last person who was going to come, she was meant to come with her partner. They decided that they didn't want to come anymore because he felt uncomfortable and like he wouldn't know anyone. And I was just like, no 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 like come like what do you guys need I'll give you anything you need like I think I was just like desperate at this point and they demanded their own room and just me being so like I don't know like upset desperate for them to come I was on the tarmac about to fly off like I was just like I'll give you your own room like you guys can have that room because we were all going to share this big room I was going to squish everybody in there and just just gonna make it happen and this guy this Chick's partner didn't want to be in that room with everybody. And then I was like, oh, it'll just be me. And then he was like, I feel uncomfortable with being in a room with you. You're a complete stranger. I don't know who you are. And I just remember messaging my mentor, Kate, being like, what do I do? Like, I'm really rattled right now. They're saying they're not coming. And Kate was like, just give them the room. You can stay with me. So yeah, I paid for this like huge Airbnb for these two guys to stay in, like this chick and her husband ended up going to conference. They're the only ones who ended up coming out of the 15 people who said they would come. And I still had an amazing experience. But a month later, these like this chick quit. And I just remember being so frustrated and so upset and just felt like used. I felt like I wasn't appreciated. I felt like I had just put so much effort and time into all these people who just gave up on me. And like I spent so much money getting myself there. Like that that trip cost me thousands of dollars and that was thousands of dollars I couldn't afford. But, you know, like you try and make things work when your business are, is just like off the ground, like you're trying to get off the ground running. And so, yeah, I remember that. That was pretty hurtful. And I'll definitely never forget that still hurts talking about that. But even though none of those people came, I still went to conference, I still built my belief, I still grew, I still caught the vision and
1: here I am five years later still here but just and it's such a powerful story not just because of you had the grit and you had the hunger to invest in yourself and invest in your business so early on Um, but I know so many people hearing that would have not gone when the first person quit or the second person quit not let alone the 15th person but I hope this episode had served you guys who are tuning in and it actually... I was having a coaching call with some of the leaders in my team early this week, and I think this kind of brings it all home. Is it's, this might sound cliche, but I honestly believe you have to romanticize your life. Like some of you are in the trenches right now, and you're having a facepalm moment. But did you really come this far to just come this far? Like it's halftime. It, you're in the the middle of the movie. Like, do you just walk out of the cinema right now, or do you want to have your fairy tale ending? Because it all. It can end how you want it to end as long as you don't give up in the face palm moments. And we could go on for hours. Like there's so many that keep coming up my, Oh, do you remember this? Do you remember this? But it's part of business. And if you've, if you're having these moments, some people might label them failures or challenges you're in business and problems will never go away. You'll solve a problem just to get a bigger problem. So embrace it, learn how to be a bit more resilient One of our mottos in business was always take our business more seriously than we take ourselves. So we're always laughing. We make a dick of ourselves and make a dick of ourselves. If something fails, we're like, oh, at least we tried. What did we learn from that? But hopefully this just reminds you that you're not alone in what you're going through. And is it half time for you? And what do you want the end score to be? I love it, Liz.
0: This is a good episode reminiscing on all the shitty times.
1: I'm sure there's plenty more (laughs) shitty times to come. As long as I've got an espresso martini in my hand, we can sort it out. Ring it, baby.
0: (laughs) Wow. What an amazing episode. I hope you're feeling inspired after that conversation and empowered to make some changes and choices in your life. Now, Don't forget to let us know if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review. It really helps us know that we're on track with serving you guys and also majorly supports our channel. And you may even be in the running to be the shout-out of the week. Every week on Instagram, we share one of our reviews with our network. So please be sure to leave your Instagram handle or your website in your review so we can share you with our amazing community. If you head over to the link in our bio on Instagram at babes talking business, you can get access to so many of our goodies, including the link to our bib shop. It's a crazy cute online merchandise shop that donates 100% of profits to a non-for-profit charity every month. So head over and check out who we're donating to this month and get yourself something super cute to wear. You can also find in our Instagram bio our books. You can get your hands on Life Above Zero by Lauren Kerr or the four-year career with Shani Thompson, both super easy reads and incredible books to help you expand and evolve in even deeper ways. Now, don't forget to head over to the show notes. You can check out any of the links or the books or the references we mentioned in this episode. And before we go, we just want to say thanks so much for being here for committing to being the best version of you and for showing up for you today. You are freaking amazing. Now, if you think that there is someone in your life that could really benefit from this episode, while you're feeling super inspired, please hit the share button and send them this episode right now. And the reason we're asking you to share the love is because you get what you give. And the more that you give and inspire, the more you get in return. Head over to www.babestalkingbusiness.com to check out all of our other podcasts. And we just want to say we are sending you so much love and we hope to see you soon.